Welcome, my friends, to Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat, the podcast that never ends, where we gather our clan and talk about the peace and love in our lives, the difficulties along the journey, and how we rise up from them. We will experience a little thing I call cluberty together, and by the end of the show, we're going to find our sweet spot. I'm Uncle Dave, and our transformation starts right here. Hey now, and how are you doing? I want to welcome you to the next episode of Peace, Love, and Bring a Bad. Welcome to the season two premiere. Before we dive into our guest today, I wanted to say a few words. I just wanted to have a little conversation related to Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's coming up here in the United States. Yeah, we're launching and dropping, whatever it's called appropriately, episode 51. But it's also Thanksgiving. And yeah, we brought an immigrant in for Thanksgiving, Carlos Ikea, who's an amazing friend of mine. But I want everybody just to focus a little bit about Thanksgiving. And I really would appreciate you having an open mind and always look at the opportunities you're getting. In some of our cases, this might be the first time in a year or two that we're all together or you're able to see much of your family. So please accept that responsibility to receive the love however it is in your family. And I know families all act differently and appreciate where you're at and who you're with because that's the really important part. I used to love Thanksgiving. I still do because it was the big family time. No matter how crazy it is being around family, all the preparation, all the cooking and being around was always something that brings me to pure joy and brought me peace and love, even though it might not have always felt that way for others. But it was great. And uh, two years ago, I had learned this lesson that we need to always pay attention and pay attention to the process. Pay attention to what's going on in front of you and be in the moment. That's what I'm doing much more now, being in the moment. Even when we're frustrated, be appreciative of being around family. If you have that opportunity, give them an extra hug. Give them an extra opportunity to say, I love you and mean it because that's what I wish I could do for a lot of my family. Right now, a lot of my family, either I'm not seeing or they're not any longer in New York. So, What I'd like you to do is just remember Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a time that we should be thankful for stuff. And I'm thankful for so much. I'm thankful for my audience. I'm thankful for all the opportunities that I've been given. I'm thankful for my children. I'm thankful for my new puppy dog, um, Brooklyn. And (laughs) not always thankful for that, but uh, mostly uh, she is. She's all full of love. My girls gave her that name. So there's a lot to be thankful for in my life. And I just want to remind everybody to receive the blessings of Thanksgiving. And I don't mean that in a religious sense. I'm going to share a story with you. Uh, Two years ago, as I was going through the motions for rebuilding my life, I had volunteered at a food shelter, a food pantry, where they were going to feed families. So I volunteered, and they were like, what are your hours? I go, I don't care. You can tell me. I don't care from midnight to midnight. So I did. It wasn't midnight to midnight. And I went there because I needed to be sort of around people. I needed to figure out what I needed to do. And I thought I needed to feed people. I know how good it is because I've done that before, how it is to say happy Thanksgiving or here you go. Here's, I'm preparing this meal with love for you. And that's what we have to remember when we're at our own families. All the meals are prepared with love. They might not say it. They might not do it. But there is love behind it. So here I am at this church parish, and they're saying prayers and and things like that. Even though I'm the Jewish faith, I I understood it, and we we sat through the prayers and talked to the 
priests and things like that. But they didn't let me feed the, the people because they had enough families. There's a lot of families uh, who were able to help and be part of that. So they said, if you're by yourself, would you mind walking around the neighborhood to make sure it's safe for the people who want to come in? So I did that. I did a lot of walking by myself. I was learning the process of being alone with myself, but not alone. I was able to enjoy the process. I didn't enjoy it all because I wanted what I wanted. And that was one of the lessons of Thanksgiving that year for me, knowing what I want might not be the right answers for a lot of things. So we go through the day, and uh, there was a couple of families I helped. There was one mom who was overwhelmed and was talking to the, the pastor, and she didn't know what to do. It was Thanksgiving. She loves her kids, and they were just crazy. She was doing the driving of the car, but they were doing the driving of the emotions around it. That's where the universe needed me at that moment. And I asked the pastor, I said, Pastor, can I uh, come in for this call? And, you know, they were skeptical. They didn't know me. I said, be here with me. Afterwards, later that night, the pastor, when it was time to leave, she says, you really saved that, that woman tonight. She goes, she was really frustrated. And I said, I don't know why I was supposed to be here. All the things that I thought I wanted was to help people feed people and do things like that. And you asked me to be a security guard. You asked me to walk around. And that's how I bumped into this woman with you. I go, I was exactly in with the place I was supposed to be. For right or for wrong, and I then taught them some of the havening that I know, how to calm. And the kids thought it was great that they could start feeling better just by rubbing their hands. And for that woman and those kids, the day went a little bit better. Not because of me. I was just in the right place. I'm just a servant leader, as most of us are, just trying to do things. And as Thanksgiving comes back, uh, you know, I always think about it and try to figure out what message do I want? And I just want everybody to appreciate the moments over the next few days as people are coming in, out, dinners are crazy, burnt, not burnt. Just remember the opportunities that you are all experiencing and appreciate that. I always appreciated it, and I appreciate it even more now. And I am just blessed, though I might be just alone with my dog, Brooklyn. Guess what? <laughs> That's going to be fine. There's an unconditional love right there as well. I'll be thinking about all my family, be thinking a lot about all of you who are there. And that's why I always say, if you need somebody to talk to, find somebody to talk to. Or if you have to, talk to Uncle Dave. Just want to wish you all a happy Thanksgiving and sending love out. All the people who I love, Team Jazz, my girls will be with their mom uh, and their grandmother. And of course, my my sister and uh, all, all the family, all the cousins. I have tons of friends who have invited me places and uh, just know that no matter where you are, even if you're by yourself, it's okay. That's where you're supposed to be. Look at those messages and you'll find it because that day when I was walking around and I wanted to feed people and I became an observer and I was able to see how blessed I am because when I went home that night, I didn't have to think about anything else other than my day as well as everything else. So Thank you so much. Again, always during Thanksgiving, as well as every other holiday and every day, bring your peace and love. And if you have to bring a bat, don't hit dad over the head with a bat. Just know he's doing his best. You're doing your best. But make sure you send them plenty of love. And this extra turkey leg, take that as well. Have a great Thanksgiving. You're listening to Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat with me, Uncle Dave, Dave Schmidt.
Today's special guest is Carlos Akea, and I have to tell you that he's going to have more energy than anybody that you'll ever meet. And the great thing is, Carlos is not putting on a show. Well, Carlos will be putting on a show, but he is exactly like this in person, live, or on the podcast. Carlos, my friend, how are you doing? I'm doing blessed, my friend. It's always an honor to be in your presence, and you know, it's I'm just grateful, as I always love to say, you know, living every day as if we have one last day. Not one more, man. That's uh, how I live every day of my life. You know, the way how I look at things, David, is like this. If this would be the last episode that I was ever going to be on, I'm honored to be here today. And every time that I do anything in life, whether it's an interview, on a show, you know, speaking in a church, in a school, in a prison, in a community, um, going through a city that just been destroyed for a hurricane and I'm out there. Everything that I do in life, I don't, my worst fear, bro, in life is that if I would die, knowing that I have anything left in the gas tank. And that's greatest advice from anybody, man. Every time you do anything, don't leave nothing behind. Treat them like if you would treat your grandma. That's the best advice. You can never go wrong, assuming you like your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that's really what it is, is always give it your best. Now, our best doesn't always have to be the, the best every moment because, you know, we, we go through lots of different challenges within life. You know, I always talk about that Phoenix moment. You know, you've had a lot of Phoenix moments in your life. You grew up in Brazil with lots of challenges. Would you just explain to everybody who might not know you yet? Man, you know, whenever I talk about my past, it's a very dark past, ladies and gentlemen. You guys see the wings in the back. A lot of people died in my lifetime. And I am here today alive. I like to say is uh, my grandma prayed a whole lot. <laughs> it's a miracle how I'm still able to be here in your presence, my friend. Um, but here's what I always say, David. You only know love. Because we once experienced hate. And 30 years ago, I was just a little boy and I experienced a little, whole lot of hate. When I was born, my father died immediately after I was born in a very horrible car explosion accident. And uh, my mother's and I, our lives totally changed. Poverty, lack. You know, I, people would joke with her, you know, whenever it comes to the men that she meets, they die. Was he get murdered? <laughs> you know, my stepfather. You know, he was murdered. And uh, they, I grew up, you know, you know, listening to stupid jokes that they would tell my mom and they would tell me. They would call her a viuva negra, the black widow. And my mother and I, we have this laughter that we do. We say it's better to laugh instead of crying. And it's funny, you know, that as I travel the world. And I have the honor to be in presence of a lot of amazing people, leaders of the world, whether it's in politics or celebrities or athletes or CEOs in Silicon Valley. Amazing people that I have the honor to be in their presence to help expand their businesses. I always tell them it's all perspective. You know, we all go through our dark moments in lives, but somebody in the world has worse than us. All that we can control right now is this very moment, the meaning that we give to this moment, because all the hate that I experienced growing up, because I've experienced that, I know what love means. Because I didn't love myself when I was six and a half years old because I was about to stab myself. 
was going to end my life at six and a half. All that I was surrounding with was tragedy, lack, poverty. I would go on rice for 60 days. I would hear my mother being abused behind closed doors. And then the door would open. My stepfather would storm and he would leave the house for days at a time. My mother would wipe the tears in her eyes, act like everything was okay. And I just, you know, wanted to do something. You know, you're a little boy. You, you wanted to be the man of the house and help your mother. Nobody wants to see their mother or their loved one suffering. And that was all I focused on. We have to be very careful the things that we focus on because we do become that. And all that I focused on was that. That was the images in my head. Her abuse, when she dropped me in my grandma's house, my abusive grandfather would come home drunk. He was like hardcore military police guy, like very... Brutal. We'll get abused and beaten by him. And that was my surroundings. If it wasn't inside my house, when I was in the streets, my friends that I played soccer alongside with on the hood, they will get died, they will murder. And every single thing everywhere I looked, David, it was lack, it was poverty, it was violence. So eventually I wrote that letter. For the ones who've been there, that famous letter. And I was just going to end everything on that dark night rainy night as a six and a half year old boy. And I think that boy every day, David, because right before I stabbed myself, God has spoken with me. And you know what he say, ladies and gentlemen? I call the whispers from God. He say, hey, son, I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. You might be in abuse, you know, a few days out of the week, but somebody else has worse. In the future, your future doesn't have to equal our past unless we carry on this story with us. And that day, my friend, was the best day of my entire life when I decided to drop that knife when God has spoken with me. And I draw a line of the sand that I wouldn't care how hard it gets or how hard it will be, that I was going to push harder than ever and that I was going to make it no matter what. And I was going to take my mother out of the hood. I was going to make sure that kids would stop dying as much as I could within my powers and within my reach to make sure that I would come back to the hood and add value and never forget where I came from. And from that day on, man, I just started. <laughs> I followed my grandma's best advice. Increase your wisdom and your knowledge every single day. And treat others, how would you treat your grandma? <laughs> and uh, it changed my entire life, my friend. Just by making that shift that when things hit the fan, somebody else has worse. You know, like make a shift. Like you will, like I took all that hate and anger and disgrace, anxiety and fear and uncertainty, and I transform into a drive. Yeah, you use all, I mean, that's the, that's the empowerment part. That mindset, shifting that mindset, your story has power. So even what you were going through, and it's amazing that you could do that at six because I know you were selling bread on the streets, you were getting beat up, but you then started figuring out what you needed to do. It's amazing what we do as human beings to recharge and recalibrate our lives. And that mindset shift really is so powerful. And yeah. you've then brought it to so many other people. Uh, you know, you've uh, again, that wasn't the only time in your life that you needed to rise from the ashes. You need to find those wings in those angels. 
You know, it's funny, man. You know, you're talking about uh, the selling bread, you know, and being beaten and abused and being robbed. Oh, Lord, I've been robbed more than most, <laughs> you know, because, you know, you're coming home with your, with your basket tied into your bicycle and there's no bread inside. The gangsters, they're going to know this kid got some money in his pocket. He sold all the goods and services. And, you know, you have to adapt, guys. You know, like we live in a, in a crazy area as of right now in August 2021. We've been living through this pandemic and all the things that are happening. And a lot of people are now are adapting. It's, you know, a lot of businesses are shutting down. A lot of people are going through changes, but you have to be adaptable and shutting down the news, anything that's negative, because that's how we were trained. And surround yourself with amazing people like David, like myself. Listen to our shows. Listen to our episodes. Pay attention to what our guests are saying and the stuff that they are sharing, because so much knowledge and wisdom. They are being shown on David's show, on my show called Carlos Inspire Show. Dot com, you know, so all those things you have to pay attention because all these people that we bring in our shows and we interview them, they've been through that chaos. They are adaptive. They've been through the worst and then they are all self-made. They succeeded. And the biggest advice that, that I can give you guys right now, they are struggling in making money in income is to master sales and marketing. They are your twin tickets to freedom. A lot of people, David, they are afraid. Even when I say the word sales and marketing, it triggers. Oh, no, I don't like sales. I don't like selling. I don't like those things. But here's the thing. if Like David, he's, an, he's amazing. He'd been through dark times in his life. He overcame that. If he doesn't talk about it and offer his mentoring services to others, like yourselves listening now, if you are suffering, he's doing a discernment to you, listener by not talking about his mentoring programs. And a lot of people, David, out there, as David knows me, I speak in quite a few masterminds and private groups around the world, teaching them marketing, sales, and you know how to create and convey and convert high-ticket offers. And I tell them, don't be afraid to talk about your superpowers and your services because you're doing a discernment to somebody. And just draw a line in the sand and, and, and get in the game. If you're not being rejected, if you're not struggling right now, you know, if they're not talking good or bad about you, you're not doing a good job in marketing and branding. And I'm telling you this because I wanted you to grow because I've been there and I, went to, and I, I was stuck for so long because I would care too much what other people think. I would care too much, you know, and focus on things that were not serving me. And, and but when the moment that I stopped, letting that voice come in, other people's attention. I started doing things wild. For example, I'll tell you guys uh, right now, um, the reels are right open on Instagram, Facebook, just started the reels this month of August. So whenever something starts new in technology, you want to be first. So here's a strategy for you guys. Since the algorithm is right open to give you guys massive amounts of view. You will do short form videos, 15 to 30 seconds. You go in the middle of the street and you write something on a cardboard, have somebody film you, and you do a little dance. So picture this. I'm 6'5", 350 pounds Brazilian teddy bear. I'll show you guys about the whistle later. So now imagine 
I'm on the middle on a, on a, on a intersection, you know, and then you come in from work and it's a busy intersection or in your neighborhood. But if you're in New York, you know, you're down over there on Wall Street, or if you're in Chi Town, you buy the regular field, or if you're in Miami, you're in South Beach, or if you're in LA, you're on Hollywood Boulevard. And now I'm standing there and I, I'm, I'm doing a silly dance and I'm holding this sign Stop doing shit you hate. <laughs> <laughs> You see what happened? Look at David and my physiology. <laughs> we laugh, right? Because we couldn't, you know, we, we could not change. It's, that's how others will react. So you do that, and I'm doing a silly dance, and I could be doing like this, and they're going to be like, what are you doing? I'm happy, you know? And now you record that 15 to 30 seconds, then upload that into your Instagram reel and into your Facebook reel because those companies, they want content. They are telling you, hey, guys, we just started our reels. Therefore, the algorithm is right open. So you do something like this, you will get from hundreds to thousands of views. As of this day, today, I think it's the 2070. We are at the end of August 2021. As of today, it's right open. So just by doing this, you will get thousands of views into your brand Organic, you spend zero dollars in marketing. Out of that, a percentage will follow you, and out of that, a percentage will buy your books, your courses, they will join your masterminds or your retreats, whatever you have to offer. Let's say David sells cool t-shirts with his nice bat, you know, peace, love, and bring a bat. So guess what? Now his t-shirt sales will go up because he has an awesome logo. Same thing how my wings, right? Because now people are like, oh, wow, that's cool. I like that. I like his brand. I want to follow them. I want to be part of, you know, of the journey with them. Because they see that you are doing things that are different. But you see, so why that is a simple strategy that any person can apply in their life right now. So if you're struggling, it's about doing what others don't do, can do, and will not think of doing Write that down, ladies and gentlemen, because writing is the doing part of thinking. And again, you'd be like, Carlos, I cannot do that. Well, let's think about it. So even if we don't work on business, if we just work on ourselves, that's the same thing that we do. It's the same, it's the same model. Follow the process. That's what I always say to people. You know, because everybody goes, oh, I can't do that. I can't do a podcast. I can't do this. And I'm like, okay, I'm not asking you to do a podcast. How can you change your life to the life that you want to have? How are you able to do that? It's the same process by doing something that you've never done before, doing it differently. If you have, you know, everybody goes, I've tried everything. No, you haven't because you and I have never met. And if we've never met, guess what? That's the problem. Then let's go meet together. Let's go sit and let's go figure out what it is. I've been in that situation before. I mean, even two years ago when I was going through my biggest challenges, when I tried to hurt myself, you know, I was like, I've tried everything. I knew everything. I wasn't using it. That's the trick, is not only the fact that we know it. Again, knowledge is great, but the wisdom to doing it, it's the action piece. That's what you're talking about, and that's what Carlos always says. Just go do it. It's the action that actually makes these things happen, and that's the amazing part, is when we have the action, that adds to the power. It, it is the silliest thing, David. Like Nowadays, like all the social media companies, they are battling for attention. Like, and you have to follow the trend, guys. That's how I was able to go from selling bread on the streets at age seven, making 50 cents in the ghetto in Brazil, to building multi million dollar companies in my lifetime. 
I have the honor to spoke at one of the Oscars events in LA during the Oscars weekend. They have a bunch of Oscars events that Colin Farrell, Wesley Snipes were there, Liz Brown, all the legends, David and I, you know, David been to many of those events. So guess what I did? I was one of the keynote speakers and I was like, okay, I want to do something that has never been done before. And I, it has to be crazy and it has to scare the crap out of me. And I am a producer. I produce TV shows and movies, and which I highly recommend. You know, if you have a story, everybody has a message, start with the end in mind. Start your own TV show because people look at you different. But, you know, we'll talk more about that later. But so check this out. So in a traditional event or on a show, the speakers would come from the back of the stage. The curtains would open, you know. And then when I was like, okay, no, I don't want to do that. I want to do something different. So guess what I did? I used to sell bread as a seven-year-old little boy to help my widow mom. Then what I did, I got a pink little tiny bicycle that I bought at Walmart. <laughs> and I put a bread, I, I bought a bunch of bread, and I tied the bread to the bicycle. And I put a sombrero in my head, and I had my suit <laughs> and I roll up in the bicycle. And I'm 6'5", 350, giant. So imagine, totally Crazy, massive pattern interrupt picture, you know. So now, and I am rolling up. Now they call him, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, Carlos Cicada to the house. You know, it's about to go down. <laughs> and now everybody watching, they're expecting me from the back. Automatically, I'm doing something way opposite. So now you do something that's different from everybody. I'm coming from the front of the building on the bicycle, and the whole entourage, you know, filming it, and everybody was like, oh, <laughs> and then I love, everybody's already la laughing, everybody's already going crazy, has some great music, you know, uh, that was also playing with that scene, and now I'm going on the bicycle, and I bring the bicycle to the stage, so now everybody's like, who the heck is this guy, and what's up with the bicycle, so what I did is, I bought the story to the stage, you see, the, the magic, greatest, best friend is having props. So when you are telling your story, is, um, is you have to bring, uh, have props, and you have to become a master storyteller to talk about your stories and your brand and the things that you've been through. Because your message lives and dies by the way how you tell your stories. Right. You want to become a master communicator. So when you tell it, they are there with you. Like when I am talking and I am bringing these props on the stage, <laughs> like you ain't going nowhere. You're right there. I got you. Your eyes are on me. You want to go to the restroom and you cannot leave the room. That's how I want you to become when you tell your story. And that is a whole formula to that. You know, it's the way how you have to use your body, your language, the sounds, the music, the props. They helps a lot because now as I am talking about, I was a little boy. And sometimes I go on my knees next to the bicycle and, then I, and I tell the stories and everybody's just mesmerized listening because we forget 70% of the things that we talk about, but we will never forget how people make us feel. And if you add props to it, as you tell your stories, as you do your reels, you see what I did? If you guys pay attention on the pattern, right? I use things. I have things in my head. Let's say, for example, if I wanted to, you know, Talk about like, you know, how, you know, uh, my daughter uh, was born with a genetic mutation that isn't a cure for it. 
And I almost lost my wife in the process. Spend a whole lot of money, went through many, many doctors. And it was very difficult to the point that my wife didn't, no longer wanted to be here. And I'm going to save this story for another episode. If you wanted to hit, read, hit, listen or read it, you have to buy my book, Work Like an Immigrant. 100% of the proceeds goes towards hunger causes that I support around the world. So here, a teaching moment. What did I just did? I told you a story. I already, I brought you guys in. I told you about my daughter and my wife. You guys were probably thinking about if you have a daughter and a wife, you start thinking about them. And I told you about something deep and all the amazing stories on how I survived the hood in Brazil and how I was able to help my family is in this book. And 100% of the proceeds will help end hunger. And that's my mission in life is to make poverty history. So again, what did I just do? I plugged it by telling you a story. So now you are intrigued. I want to hear what happened to his daughter. What happened to his wife? Is he still married? Is his daughter 100%? I'm not going to tell you. You have to listen to the audio book or you have to buy the book. But again, you see, it's how you communicate and it's how you tell. And that's why, and again, like I told David earlier, I was telling you guys over here, you're not selling, you are serving because you are teaching. You are showing somebody different ways to present the things that you have. And you're doing a discernment if I wouldn't talk about it, because this book is helping so many people around the world. It's an international bestseller. I'll be doing a discernment if I wouldn't be telling you guys to tag three people right now to listen to David's episode. Every episode that this guy puts together, tag three people right now that needs to listen to this. Because it's going to help themselves. Because the things that David and I talks about, they work. The strategies that I'm sharing with you here right now, they work. Yeah, I'd like you know, to- a lot of people, a lot of people talk. You know how it is, David. But you have to walk the talk. If you are so great, show me. Don't tell me. That's well, that's exactly what we, I was going to talk to you about. So you you talk about how you're helping in in trying to end poverty, right? You're working on ending poverty, and that's one of those things we talk about that goons for good that I, I talk about is how we, you know, it's not only about being a mentor and being a media host and, and things like that. That's all nice stuff to have. But the thing that the legacy that we want and, and Les Brown, right? I, I know you're really good friends with Les Brown. He really talks about the legacy that we leave is not the money. You lose the money this first generation or definitely by the second generation after you've left this earth. But the legacy really is all about what you do and what you could do to help other people. So I know you do so much in Brazil. You still have so much land and, and you know, with the farms and making sure that people are building so that way there isn't as much poverty as in Brazil, as well as here. You, I know you've done a bunch of things because you've, you've been part of the Tony Robbins efforts and stuff like that. You know Tony personally. And so what, what, do, you, what do you do to be your goons for good? You, you know, what are the, some of the things that are really so passionate about you in terms of helping people? You know, David, it's a great question. It's like this, right? I always like to talk about, like, you know, you and I had a great friend of ours that you and I had the owner to be a his uh, red carpet yeah. uh, showcase uh, his movie, The Wishman. Our friend uh, Frank Shankwitz, rest in peace, you know, the founder of uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation. When, uh, when every time we talk about Frank, it's always a smile. It's always love. It's a connection because, you know, he because of the things that he'd done, 500,000 plus children had the wish granted before they died. Kids that had cancer. And uh, as Frank you know, favorite quote, everyone can be a hero. Mm-hmm. 
You know, like the people that, you know, celebrities that you see, they are not heroes. You know, you are a hero. David is a hero. I am a hero. You guys listening to us are a hero. We are a hero to our communities because we can start right now, drive around our communities and looking for people right now. They are going through difficulties. Let's say if you have an extra hundred bucks, you know, get five, 20, 10, $10 bills. Or if you have a thousand extra, put a hundred, 10, a hundred dollar bills, 50, 20, $50 bills. Go around supermarkets, gas stations. You see a beat up car, fill it up the gas. If you see a mom selling tamales on the parking lot, you know, help her out. And then I, I do that and I bring my daughter with me. It's at the end of the day, it's like, we can do like, what are you all doing that you are not posting on social media? It's between us and God. And those are the yep. things that are going to make us the happiest. I know so many celebrities, they suicidal right now, they depressed. They have these giant houses and this lifestyle. And then they, 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 things change, right? Because of COVID, a lot of the studios shut down in Los Angeles. I live in California, but I also spend a lot of time in Brazil in my farms. And I'm in Silicon Valley. I'm in LA a lot. And, and I talk to them a lot. And I, and I, I, I get them. All right, put a little hat, put a little sunglass. Let's go out there. Let's go on the streets. Let's go to the barrios, you know? And then we take money, 100 bucks, you know, 1,000, a bunch of 50s, a bunch of 100s, a bunch of 20s. And we go out there and we just look for people. You see a mom and two kids on the street selling tamales, you know, selling something. Hey, how much you make per day? Oh, 200, 100. Okay, here, here's 100 bucks. Here's 200. Take for the next two days off, you know? And, and it's like, and, you, and I'm watching their faces, just so much joy. And I, and I tell them, and that's the greatest things in life. It doesn't cost much. Even if you don't have a thousand, but let's say if you have $50, and you break that into $10 or $5 bills, it's the little things. Like, for example, David, you talk about my farmers in Brazil. It's, it's danger because as I'm buying more land down there and I am giving away free food to locals that don't have work right now, locals in Brazil, they talk about it, the bad guys. So they try to, you know, hurt my family. They try to kidnap my family. They try to invade my farms. I deal with this stuff on a daily basis. Like I tell people, the training never stops. The new levels that you guys will attempt to go in live, it will be new devils. You constantly have to learn and be ready to prepare to deal and to battle. And the way how you do it is by facing that fear. Whatever you fear, or the, the, the anxiety, that fear, talk to it. I like to say dance through it. You know, because if you're already in hell right now, if it's already hard, you might as well keep walking. You cannot go back. It's just like going forward because I promise you, if your why is strong enough, like my why is a little boy, it's like do or die. I, told, I, I promised God I was going to take my mother out of the hood. I made a lot of promises that I plan on keeping. Some of my friends, they died that we sold bread alongside each other. We made a promise that whoever leaves the hood, you're never going to forget where we come from. We're always going to come back. We're not going to let money, fame, power, follows, likes, none of that. Because nobody's going to talk about that. Frank was very wealthy. Nobody talk about Frank's wealthy. We talk about everyone could be a hero. We talk about his movie. That's the stuff that they're going to talk And not about. only that, the, the magic of Frank is not only the 500000 He also was on plenty of boards for charities. And one of the things that he talked to me about is it doesn't even have to be about money. There are so many people you can help. And one of the organizations I help is Pink Cans for Cancer by my friend Tony Dean. And guess what? That's what they do. They collect him, him and his, his buddy. And they're getting me involved. They asked me to be part of the board. You could do anything. Like Frank in his story said when he was left alone, what could he do? He was only a 12-year-old boy. And they were like, you know how to paint a fence. So guess what? There's a lot of things that we could do 
to help each other that doesn't have to be all about money. Money does help things, but money is not the answer because that's not the legacy we want to leave with everybody. When we look at St. Peter, if you're Catholic and you believe that you meet St. Peter, you want go go to the head of the class pass. Every year in Judaism, we say we've made our mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes, but we also are truly forgiven. And if you're truly forgiven, you put it in the book of life. That's how our religions are. And that's what it goes down to. No, it's so true. You know what I wanted to say is that, let's say for somebody, you know, you guys might be thinking, you know, uh, it might be easier for you guys, not that you guys are making money, but remember, it wasn't like this before. And let's say if you probably tried everything, and those are the things that you are telling yourself, and you don't have money, let's say, for example, to, to pay a coach or to buy a course. or but, but if you are hungry, I can tell you many things that you can do right now to make money. I can even use one simple example that anybody listening to us right now can start doing starting today. Think about this. How many people do you know that owns a business, that are an online entrepreneur that works from home? A whole bunch, right? I, I bet you can go on your cell phone right now. There'll be plenty contacts. So now think about this. How many of them do you think needs a website or have already a website? They have, they're doing blogs. They need a place to put their videos, to put their audios. They have, a, they, they sell a shirt or they sell, you know, anything. They need a place to put it online, right? They need a website. They need a funnel. They need something. How many of them are already using those things and spending thousands and thousands of dollars per year? What if I told you that is a software that you can actually sign up for free, no credit card required, just your name and your email, remove all barriers of entry, that you can tell them, hey, check this out, try it out, this software, that every single thing that you need to run an online business is in one software. Your emails, your calendar, your your funnels, your blogs, your podcasts, your videos, everything in one place. Here, for free, just no credit card required, that shape's nice and big in the page, they're going to be like, wow, I'm paying three grand for ClickFunnels, 5000 for Infusionsoft, 3000 for Kajabi, you know, 200 for my calendar. I'm paying another 200 for Vimeo, you know, and you're telling me that I can try this for free and I can have all these things in one place. Guess what's going to happen? They will try it out for free. They're going to see how amazing it is. And then they will see that the software, they offer a lifetime offer for, let's say, $1,300 for life so that you don't have to pay monthly or yearly for all the software fees that every business owner have to pay. What I just described here is a simple thing that you can start doing right now, today, to promote free affiliates to your friends and make an extra $2,000 a month. So it's that simple, guys. You can literally go like here, go to groovewithcarlos.com and look what I am talking about. I am one of the biggest affiliates because I teach kids and teenagers and people on the streets around the world so that they don't have to commit crime. They can learn how to make an extra two grand a month just promoting a service that people needed anyway. And again, I'm not selling. I'm serving you. I'm demonstrating to you how you can start it. You don't have to pay David or myself to go to. It's a free product that you can have somebody try it out, get up to three Funnels for free, three blogs, three sites, for free, no credit card required. They will most likely upgrade when they upgrade for the lifetime offer. Guess what? You just made a few hundred dollars per person. You do that a few times a month, great money. An extra two, three grand a month, I bet you that would help.
So you see, things like that, it's like it's easy to start, but a lot of people, they don't want to teach. And that's what I love doing. I love to help people make money. I never have to ask for money in my life. Even when I was doing consulting, I never have to sell it because people will come to me. It's the other way around. You flip the sales funnel process. But again, you have to demonstrate. You have to add value. I couldn't be like, David could introduce me. Oh, we have here today, Carlos, been on the stage with Tony Robbins, and he sold over a billion dollars for Fortune 100 companies, and all these attributes that I have in my resume, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's not what I have done in the past. What am I doing right now to help you? What is in it for you listening to me? You know what I mean? What am I doing right now to help end hunger, to make sure no more kids you know, are dying from hunger, from sex trafficking and organ trafficking, making sure that I can help my community? That's what I think about. You're like a lot of wealthy people. Your wealth and your cars and your jets, it doesn't impress me. How you treat others, that impresses me. And that's how I operate. You know what I mean? It's from that place. You know, and if you just focus on that, ladies and gentlemen, that's plenty. I just gave you guys one simple example that you can make an extra two grand a month. I got plenty. But this one is easy. It's, again, and how you wanted to think about your products and your services is like that. You want to make it so simple, no barriers of entry, so that you can get attentions of influencers like David, like myself, like yourself. That have like I have my TV show, I have my media shows. I, I'm 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 a I'm constantly on social media. Carlos is all over. About, you know what I mean? <laughs> and you know, and, and I make millions and millions of dollars just promoting affiliates, amazing projects. Whether it's Groove Funnels, again, it's Groove G R O O V E with Carlos.com. See what I did? The company calls Groove Funnels. So I created my own site, GrooveWithCarlos.com. And you do the same thing. Let's say, David, you will put Groove with David if he does it. You know, same thing to you guys listening. You could create your own. And then Groove with your first name. You probably won't find your first name if it's coming because I showed many people around the world how to do it. But you still can get creative on how you create the name. And you don't have to get a site, you know. But again, it's about being creative in offering things that people are going to need. Yep. And be, uh, the trend is your friend, ladies and gentlemen. The trend is your friend. If something's trending, talk about it. And if you can ha- offer a service to that trend, now you just made op- open a new stream of income. And especially if you do this often, now you have passive income coming in, whether you do something or not. So those are the things I want you guys to really start thinking outside the box. Think about your offers. You know, are they easier to get in? Is that a free trial without using a credit card? Does it make other people, influencers like me, like David, wanting to talk about? Not have to, wanting to talk about. You see, those little annoyances is a game changer when you start applying that in your brand and your business. I'm telling you, things will catapult. You know what I mean? So just like strategies like that. And uh, that I highly recommend, you know, you guys look into it and try it out because they work. That, that's awesome. You've given us some powerful stuff, not only for business, but for our personal. You know, I always say that there's an R in your heart, and that's one of my T-shirts that we've just launched. There's an R for respect, resilience, a couple of other R words that we're putting out there. What I'd love to do is I'd love to know what Carlos's R would. So in that shirt, when you have the R in your heart, what's an R word that you would use for your heart? You know, the, the first thing that came right now when I think about the R, I, I thought of my father's name is uh, Roberto. You know, which is Roberto, like, you know, um, yeah. my father, because my father, you know, we were talking about Frank earlier. 
And my dad, he did some incredible things before he passed, you know. And I talk about this. He died very young, in his early 20s. And at the end of the day, he would leave. He was doing like, you know, working as a bank manager. He was going to college. He was doing two colleges and, as a, and a bank manager. He just, I don't know how he done it so much. He had my mom, you know, and what he would do, ladies and gentlemen, instead of going back home sometimes, he would go from work straight to very, very low-income areas, and he would drive around garbage cans and the trash because people couldn't afford their babies. People couldn't afford, so they would put their, their babies in dumpsters in the trash areas in Brazil. And my father would go to these places, and he would pick up the kids, and he would take them to churches and to shelters. And then he would father them. He would train them. He would read. He would play music for them. He would teach them martial arts. And then he would go around the community and he would talk to other local businesses. And he would recruit them to do the same. So whenever they were worried or they have anxiety, because there was a lot of corruption back then, you know, even to these days, you know, and in most third world countries, very corrupted, a lot of violence. So that's always in the news, right? Unfortunately, negativity sells, you know. What, what I wish, what I would Sell what this is what people need. The things that David and I talk about, because that creates impact. Not all this negativity and this BS that's out there. And he would go and pick other local business owners, and they would all do that. So we could help rescue more children from hunger, from dying, from becoming criminals. So whenever you say the word R, the first thing that came to my mind was his name, Roberto, and then the things that he'd done. Because those are the things that we talk about. It's how you treat people. You know, it's like not how much wealth you have, not what you are doing. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, money is not hard to make. I just share with you guys a few ideas. I just showed you how to get attention. <laughs> they will follow you. Now you can start talking about promoting, giving them a free software. I literally, you, you listen to this episode over and over again, and you will make an extra two grand in the next 30 to 60 days. Just by applying that strategy, doing more reels, more followers going to come to you. Talk about, hey, do you need a website? Here, check this out. I just learned this cool thing from Carlos Inspire, you know? And, and, and again, those are the things that people talk about. You know, it's not who hurt you. It's not who broke you down. It's who has been there for you. So you, to use an R word, it's the person who helped you rise. Uh, you also used the word a couple of times talking about your dad. Rescue. Those stories I had not heard about your dad, even though we've known each other for a couple of years. Guess what? You definitely are your father's son. That's what it is. It's not just saying you're going to do things. It's doing the things that you're doing. And I thank you so much for your time. We'll end the episode right now. And thank you so much. And everybody else, always know about peace and love. That's easy to do. We know what's in our heart. And the Bring a Bat is never about violence. It's about finding your sweet spot, but knowing what your boundaries are, knowing what your non-negotiables are, how to use them. And if you listen to Carlos, that's what he was telling us today. He definitely was telling us how to swing, hit a home run, but also to make sure that when we swing, we're always swinging successfully. Thank you so much. Amen, brother. Amen, my friend. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Boom, baby. I'm really glad that you're enjoying our show. Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is brought to you by Launchpad 516 Studios. Executive produced by David Chemetsky and George Andriopoulos. Music selections by James Grant, Zach Nelson, and James Gaither. 
and licensed through Storyblock. Sound effects and sponsorship music licensed through Epidemic Sound. Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is hosted with Podbean. Subscribe to our show wherever podcasts are available. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and share with all of your friends. Follow us on Facebook at Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. Follow me, Uncle Dave, Dave Shemetsky, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Clubhouse. You can find all those links and more info at davidchemetsky.com. For show ideas, feedback, guest inquiries, or just a chat, reach out to me at peacelovebringabat at gmail.com. For sponsorship or media inquiries, reach out to peacelovebringabat at lp516.com. Make sure to follow all the great podcasts produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. Today's journey has come to a close, my friends. I hope the seeds of peace and love continue to grow for each one of you. Remember that peace and love surrounds you and will assist you to rise again. But don't forget to bring it back for what you believe in. Namaste.